everybody. Welcome back to Joni Stalls at Field Notes. I am here today with a special address regarding Afghanistan. And I am reaching out to everybody far and wide that will hear this video. And I ask you to spread this video far and wide. I mean, just keep sharing it. And not for any gain of myself, but for the glory of God. Because today, the people of Afghanistan, they're seeing a brand new day, aren't they? Because just a couple of days ago, three days ago, the Taliban completely took over their nation. And we do know for a fact that the second largest growing church in the world is the underground church of Afghanistan. The first one is the underground church of Iran. And many of you are familiar with the Sheep Among Wolves videos uh, that were put up by Dalton Thomas and Joel Richardson. And I personally learned so much about Iran. And uh, I was taken by that video so much that like it impacted me. I, I think I watched that video six or seven times, something like that, um, because I I just felt that God was redirecting my eyes away from this nation to where God was moving. Think about it, to where God is moving. And many might disagree and say, well, God's moving here. I say, yeah, well, he's moving here. God's always moving everywhere, but there's a boil. When I see a fish boil, if any of you are fishermen, if you've gone fishing in the sea, uh, you know, the ocean, you know what a fish boil is. And so that's kind of my coastal way of saying there's a fish boil in Iran and there's a fish boil that's been happening in Afghanistan. And those are some pretty ancient nations. And there are some pretty potent, mighty Christians. And they're a different kind of Christian than us because their backs are always against the wall. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the details about it because many, many of you are already familiar with what daily life is like, especially if you're a Christian. Uh, it is dangerous to be a Christian. Uh, you, you'd never know when you're going to live or when you're going to die. Many of the Iranian Christians said, we've already settled it in our hearts that when we walk out of that door, we know that there's a possibility we may never come back. But you see, it's because these people, the Afghanistan church, the underground church and the Iranian church, they see a better resurrection. They see the resurrection better than we do because for multi-generations, they have lived in environments of death destruction, murder, violence, raping. And I mean, it's just endless of what these people have been put through. And so when we saw that the troops are being pulled out of Afghanistan, we were all holding our breath. And when we finally woke up one morning and we saw the news that the Taliban had completely taken over that presidential palace uh, and there was news reporters on the ground and we saw people literally running, sprinting for their lives to the air, airport to try to get out. People were climbing all over the top of the airplane. Human bodies were hanging on to the airplane on the outside. And there were some pretty graphic photos and very devastating photos of human bodies falling from the plane and very high altitude. 
Um, the airports are all now shut. The exits out of the country are all closed off by Taliban soldiers. They've already began uh, uh, their regime of terror. I understand that they've been putting out, uh, that they've been slipping notes under all the doors of Christian homes in the saying, we know who you are and we're going to come back and kill you. I understand also that the mayor is a woman um, uh, in one of the cities there. And I saw a article today and read it where she said, me and my family, we're sitting, all sitting in our house waiting to die. Now, she's a woman's advocate and she is not a Christian, but there are some very beautiful Afghani people there that are not born again, that must be born again. And so many of us are in our own shock and awe. And I don't say that to be tongue in cheek, um, but we are. And it has really rattled us because, you know, these nations like Pakistan, um, Iran, Afghanistan, I mean, it's like, I don't mean to put it this way in a disrespectful way, but it's been like a give me, like I know stuff happens over there and 40, 40 years with Iran under that, you know, the Khomeini's rule and how it used to be a free nation. And they were just, they were Westernized before that. And it's just now it's become a murder stomping ground. Um, and I am so, so devastated over it. And, you know, <clears throat> a friend of mine sent me a video uh, and I watched it and I spread it to all my friends I will post that video below. It's put out by um, Joel Richardson. So his link will be below this. Um, but I listened to the video and I could not help but cry. Like I was devastated. <clears throat> and I really thought to myself, you know, I mean, I really did. I said to myself, you know, Joni, what does everything matter? Like really, what does everything matter? What is What does it matter? Well, you're born again. You're, you're saved. Yeah, you, you're we go through this. I go through that. I go through things. But I thought to myself, I don't want to live. I don't want to live any other way but being a living sacrifice unto God for these people. You know, today, uh, just as a side note, I had just um, had uh, Shah Zuban. And, you know, I could tell a lot that his heart was incredibly heavy. Um, you could see it in his eyes. You know, he is going through so much. And what I understand, and not from him, but I have <clears throat> other, um, there's other pastors that I do talk to there. And one of them said that they are all of them, well, they're neighbors, that they're all now living in fear, like they're in terror, like they're scared. And, you know, that's because, you know, well, we know that what the Taliban are. And so we can understand why they're scared and one pastor I do know uh, and just met recently, he said, I had to change my name legally because the Taliban attacked me and they attacked my house. And this guy still goes out to the poorest places in Pakistan and he ministers to them and he feeds them. And, you know, he doesn't go with a big old Bible under his arm and gives him chapter and verse. Man, he just loves on them. He tells them there's a living God. Um, and he loves you and I, I want, and he opens their eyes to this truth. And that's what pastor Shazub does. And that's what the other pastors are doing right now. And, you know, um, the underground church is, is, is alive and real right now. 
And if I do anything in my life, it's going to be that I make all of you aware of them because they are powerful, but they are heavily persecuted. Um, so I wrote down, I typed out the words written from, it was a four minute and 32 second video. Um, again, it was put out by Joel Richardson and I wrote this, I wrote it down so I could read it to you because I got some things I want to say, uh, about what this beautiful brother said. I don't know if he's a pastor. I don't know anything. Uh, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but he got a video out in time because as I understand, um, they are all erasing their phones. They, they don't want any American contacts. They don't want any emails. They want nothing. I mean, they're already being set for, for death. They're already being lined up for death. Listen to what this beautiful brother says and make sure to watch the video below. And he was saying this as he was crying. Now imagine if this was you. So I'm going to read this and it's, it goes on. Here's what he says. He says, Hello, sisters and brothers. I hope you are healthy. Today in Afghanistan is the first day of Taliban rule. I don't know what the future of this country will be. We are not able to control our emotions because we have worked so hard for 20 years all of our work for the past 20 years has been lost overnight. Only God understands how much pain we have and how broken our hearts are. We are crying, not out of fear, but because our hearts ache for our beautiful country. It has now been destroyed by this savage and extremist group. The world has abandoned us. Those who said they support us have now abandoned us to the worst situation imaginable. I don't know what is going to happen to us. Are we supposed to live alongside the Taliban's rule? My friends, we record this video today as a testimony. We want it to remain in history. We want to be remembered by our friends and loved ones that today we have been left in the field by ourselves. But we are not leaving the field. We will fight harder and continue in God's work. If we are no longer with you, remember this word with unbroken hearts. But please remember us, the great difficulties we now face. If any of us remain, if our children remain, I have a request. Please do not leave them alone. Please take care of them. Please do not abandon them. I'm sorry I cried and became emotional. My heart hurts. Send this to all your friends as a remembrance. I hope this finds you under our Heavenly Father's shelter. You know, I felt like I read that out of the book of the Fox's Book of Martyrs. And you know, everything becomes real, doesn't it? When you know that at any time that you can be killed for your faith because of who you believe in here. We get offended if somebody doesn't agree with us on our eschatology position here. We get offended if somebody doesn't agree in hyper grace or some kind of idea. You think Jesus even cares about any of that? I don't. 
I'm not fighting that fight. Don't fight that fight. We have brothers and sisters in Afghanistan that I know this. I was reading in Ezekiel the other day. I believe it's chapter 20 and it says, For the Lord looked for a man who would stand in the gap in the presence of the Lord on the behalf of the land. And he found none. That's when he chose Ezekiel. And he said he only wouldn't, he was looking for one man. It says the eyes of the Lord look to and fro over all the earth to see whose heart is perfect in him. That means he may show himself strong through. I want to ask you a question. Are you willing to really stand? You know, in war, in Deuteronomy chapter 20, that's the war chapter. And so this call that I'm putting out is for true warriors not to just step in and say, Lord, please help them. But I mean, make way for the ones that will pray and will war and will stand. That they will give up their life for it. I will. Why not? My life is already hid with Christ in God. So is yours. And you know what? These people, here's what they're going to experience. Yeah, they're experiencing death coming towards them. It's like Satan is turned up his murderous rampage because he knows his time is short. But one thing I want to make clear, I'm a fighter. And if you're a fighter, then you're standing up with me and we're standing up with other fighters because I don't plan to stand back and just say, oh my gosh, look what's happening. I want to look what's happening. I want to be devastated. I want to look at what they're doing because Something enters into us, doesn't it? When we see that, and I don't mean a flash in the pan, like I'm talking about, let it go down deep. Let it grab a hold of you. Fast over it. Lament over it. Jesus, I mean, Paul the Apostle says, remember them that are bound as though you are bound with them. Are you bound with them in spirit? Are you bound with them in your heart? Are those real? If we are really brothers and sisters of them, then what are we, we need to really check our hearts and say, you know, for those of us that want to stand, that we're going to stand, we all have to check our hearts because we, we're going to wage a war. And let me say something. God already knew this was going to happen. God already knew it from the foundations of the earth. God's not shocked. This is not a shock and awe for Christ. Jesus Christ allows things to happen. For his great glory. You know, let me tell you something. This morning, I was it just popped into my head when Jesus said to Pontius, when Pontius Pilate said to Jesus, don't you know who I am? Don't you know that I have power to release you or power to crucify you? And Jesus' response was, you would have no power at all except it were given to you from above. And you know what I thought? That if, if it's given of the Lord for some of them to die, then God is going to give him power to do it. And he's going to give him such great power to do it that it's going to be exactly like the book of Acts. You think God is going to allow any of his own children to die a ruthless death without him being present? Think about Stephen. When he was being stoned to death, he knew he was going to die. Stephen knew it when he stood up to those murderers. He knew that he would die. And while they were stoked, while they were dragging him out, he looked up and he saw the heavens opened and he saw Jesus Christ standing at the right hand of God. And he called upon the Lord stoning them while he was being stoned, saying, Lord, he said two things Jesus did in his death. 
he said, Lord, forgive them. Like, you know, like Jesus said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what to do. Stephen said, Lord, hold not this sin to their account. Jesus said, Lord, he said, Father, unto you, I commit my spirit. And I think he said, I commend my spirit. Stephen says, unto you, I commit my spirit. Isn't it interesting how they didn't say I commit my soul? Because there's something far down deeper. You know, I'm going to say this. I'll put it on myself. And if this falls on your heart, let it fall on your heart. If it doesn't, let it just go by down the stream. But we're living in unprecedented times and it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. As we see food shortages happening all over the United States, um, as we see the coming lockdowns and everything else that are coming, what manner of Christians are we? Because I'll tell you something right now, like those people, what they're facing, we're going to be facing things ourselves. But I want to remind you that this is the part where we say there's several yards to heaven. And this is a time where when Satan presses, we press. And let me say this. We already know that God is greater than those Taliban rulers. God's not, Jesus is not afraid of them. Jesus hates what they're doing. And he stands on the side of the righteous. And remember, Saul of Tarsus, Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You know, to touch them literally is to touch the apple of God's eye. I believe this. Um, God will make them equal to what's happening. And God make us equal to the blessing of standing in the gap in the presence of the Lord on the behalf of them. So I want to thank you so much. You know, I want to close with this verse. Uh, I read it this morning and it's in Isaiah 64, verse 1 through 5. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou would come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence, as when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou did terrible things, which we look not for, thou camest down. The mountains flow down at thy presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Thou meetest him, that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness and those that remember thee in thy ways. See, we have been reading our Bibles all these years. You think it was just for stories? Just for maybe for the moment? Yeah, we got some personal strength from it. But you know what I believe in my heart? That all those things that we read, I'm going to stand and believe God for them again. I'm going to believe the one who parted the Red Sea. He didn't just move the sea. He could have moved the sea, but he parted it. I mean, I'm going to believe that God for them. And I'm going to believe him and stand for it with my very life. 
And so I ask you today, as your sister, will you stand with me? Will you stand with me if you're truly committed to pray for the Afghan people and the Pakistani people who are their neighbors? We're saved. God will take care of everything. You know what I learned about the Lord? If you throw all you got on him to work with him, he'll take care of you. He'll take care of your home. He'll take care of your family. But when you throw all, it's a decision you have to make. Because you see, Satan is trying to kill our brothers and sisters. So, it's like, this is our, this is our moment in time. Let's, let's do this with a blaze of glory. Are you ready? Tell him. And let's stand together for Afghanistan. The Lord Jesus Christ fill you with all manner of power and might and strength. And that he will make you equal to the task. And that you will be strengthened with weapons in your right hand and in your left. That he make you very valiant. That he make your face, your faces like that as bold as a lion. Your feet swift as a gazelle. And that you will become fearless. And that you know right now that we do, like my friend wrote to me today. She said, I had a dream of demons. This demon came out of nowhere. He wanted to attack me. And I yelled at it and said, she rebuked it and she said, I don't stand in my own power, but I stand in the name and in the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and it fled. And this is going to be our time. I'm convinced of it, that everything we have learned in Christ is not so that we flip another page over at church and read from a hymnal. I don't know about you. That man said the world abandoned us. They're not abandoned by Christ. And they're not abandoned by us. That man said, we've been left in the field by ourselves. No, you're not. They're not left in the field by themselves. Because though we be not with them in spirit, like it says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 5. Though Paul says, though I be not with you in spirit. No, though I be not with you in presence. Yet am I with you in spirit. Joying and beholding your steadfastness in the Lord. And so I want to say, no, they are not alone. No, they are not abandoned. This government abandoned them, but we didn't abandon them. Jesus said he'll never leave them nor forsake them, not even into the end of the world. And Jesus Christ will take our part anyway to be those who are valiant and war valiant warriors. I personally, I want to use every bit of my life for him. That's the life of the true warrior, the true believer in Jesus Christ. Amen. See you on the battlefield.